Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator, with the privilege of serving here with David and Tim Barton. Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. David Barton, our founder here at Wall Builders, and of course, America's premier historian. All three of us, thank you for watching. Appreciate you being a part of the Wall Builders team. Go to wallbuilders.com and get some good materials that you can educate yourself with. and It will inspire you, I promise, to make a difference, to get engaged, to help other people get engaged, to be a force multiplier, telling other people about how to make a difference and be a part of the solution. It's vital that you do that now. You're going to hear some of this in the interview that we have for you today with Eric Metaxas just how critical it is for us to let our voices be heard and our values counted right now, right now, at this inflection point in history. We do not want to end up like Germany where the church was too silent. We want to make sure that we do our part and that we let our voices be heard, that we rebuild the walls. That's what wall builders is all about. Just like in the book of Nehemiah, arise and rebuild the walls that you may no longer be a reproach. It's time to end the reproach and it's time to bring back the values that made this country great in the first place. We're going to jump into that interview with Eric Metaxas. It's actually taking place in the tavern. If you haven't seen the tavern or found the tavern, go to patriotacademy.tv, patriotacademy.tv. It's uh, once a week we release a tavern episode. It's a conversation in the tavern where we have a discussion about the revolutionary strategies and tactics necessary to save our country. So you're not going to get the whole interview. You're only going to get a, a, a portion of it. So excited for you to hear this uh, interview with Eric Metaxas. I, I, I got it. I got it though. I got a little housekeeping measure here. M- many calls, many calls um, here at Wall Builders over the interview uh, or interviews that I've been sharing out of the tavern, where you just hear me clank mugs with the guest. And I, I, I guess in the last few shows, I haven't talked about what I'm drinking, and everybody's assuming that I'm, I'm drinking maybe some ale from the Revolutionary Period or or something else that would be alcoholic. Um, I'm drinking some Patriot Brew coffee most of the time. Sometimes, sometimes I have an energy drink because it's you know mid afternoon when I'm doing these interviews and I need a little little uh, extra energy, so I have a favorite energy drink called Excess. But uh, it's generally coffee, uh, Patriot Brew, and that's it. Nothing else in it. So just in case everybody's wondering, because we got a lot of fun calls on that one, I uh, just wanted you to know. So check out Patriot Brew. Com if you want to try the uh, amazing coffee that I've been enjoying these interviews. Anyway, let's jump in. Here's Eric Metaxas in the tavern with me. Eric, I've been talking about you, man. Um, it's been mostly good, you know, some some good, some bad. Um, I actually had a great conversation with a family this this uh, this last weekend uh, from Germany. Uh, got, you know, uh, parents actually fled when the Russians took over and um, came to America, and, you know, it was it was kind of like being on the wrong side of the Berlin Wall, but where they were, and I wish I could remember because you'd probably know the location of it. Anyway, it was it was fascinating, and we started talking about your book, Letter to the American Church. We started talking about Bonhoeffer. Uh, it was just incredible, and the family was blessed just learning about those things, and I was blessed hearing their story. So I've been talking about you, uh, but your book, Letter to the American Church, now a movie, and or documentary, I guess would be the right term, bro- for such a time as this, man, God, I think, has just brought you to this moment. We, you know, we know each other, and um, we're, we're in a battle. Uh, uh, yeah. We're in a war. Uh, and I say, uh, in the, the book I have coming out after Letter to the American Church, coming out in April, um, we're in the third uh, existential crisis of the nation. The first is 1776. The second was the Civil War. We're in the third existential crisis. If we do not rise to the occasion... It's over. America is over. And the reason I wrote a letter to the American church is that it is the duty of the church 
to speak and to act, not just to, you know, do church on Sunday, but a lot of churches, a lot of people listening to this, good people go to churches that just do church. They don't get involved in this stuff. And the parallel that I make uh, is with the German church in the 30s. They thought that they got a pass from God. All we have to do is do church on Sunday. We don't need to get involved in the controversy uh, and, and in fighting evil. That is not biblical. That is out of alignment with God's will, which is a pretty bad place to be. And so the parallels with what happened in Germany uh, to what is happening today because of the silence of many in the American church is yeah. unbelievably grim. And I want to say, listen, if you care about the world, you care about America. If you care about anybody around this world, you care about how America is doing. And if you care yeah. about how America is doing, you care about the church. It is the church's duty uh, to speak and to be the conscience of the state. The conscience of America is the American church. So this is a real, um, uh, you know, prophetic uh, cry in a sense that I, I want to say, I believe this is what God is saying. And um, I challenge people to, to read the book letter to the American church. Tell me what I'm missing. That's not biblical. And as you know, Rick, uh, some folks saw me speak uh, on the book letter to the American church. And they said, we need to make a documentary film. And so they made the film. Uh, it, it is, um, you can go to letter to the American church.com and see the different ways that you can see it. But I'm exhorting people to please do a free screening in your church. It is available 100% yes. free of charge to churches to get the word out. Letter to the American church.com has the details. Man, I, you know, Rachel and Simone did a fantastic job, by the way. Um, I, I mean, they even made you look good, Eric. I, I, I don't know how. I, I, I mean, it's the, that's the, the, the miracle of film. Uh, seriously, bro, it is, uh, it's so strong. And, uh, you know, we're, of course, playing the trailer for everybody in the tavern so they can see how powerful it is. I agree with you, man. It needs to be done in community. Bring people together in your church and watch this. It will challenge them to get active. Um, before we get too far into the book and the and the movie, you said, you know, the parallels to 1930s Germany. I think a lot of people watching this may say, we're nothing like Germany. Uh, and yeah. they don't realize just those how people, similar. Those people are 100% wrong. I right. wish I were wrong. I wish, I wish, I wish I were wrong. You got to understand something. We see the past, uh, you know, through uh, like a funhouse mirror, through a distorted right. lens. We forget that in Germany in the early 30s, nobody thought it was going where it went. It's yeah. so easy for us to look back like Nazis, Hitler, that's easy. We we know what that is. They did not see it. And if some of them yeah. sort of saw it, they kind of wanted to look the other way. Ah, this is not going. That's just, you know, uh and, and at that time they had this they had our freedoms, right? I mean, they had freedom of speech, they had freedom of assembly, they had all the things that we take for granted today. I w I would say they didn't have what we had, but it was so close. They, they yeah. didn't appreciate yeah. what they had. What we have, we have infinitely less excuse than the Germans did because we have mm. the example of what happened in Germany as a warning to us. And that's why I wrote led to the American church. It's like, look, look at what happened when they said this is not our fight we just want to do church we just want to preach the gospel jesus yep. didn't just preach the gospel he called out evil uh and honestly i i think that you have to be lulled uh into a kind of sleepwalking that's what happened to the german church they were lulled into taking their eyes off of things because they said you know what we're we're a a very Christian nation. Luther is German. I mean, how bad can it get? They had no idea. And because they could not imagine the evil that was coming, um, they didn't fight against it. They basically yeah. said, this is not our battle. Just, you know, we're not going to be involved in politics. Romans 13, just do whatever the government says. And honestly, Rick, that is exactly where the church is today. You have to have a blind spot 
Um, and we do. We have a blind spot. We've been so blessed in the American church, in this nation, we cannot imagine that things could get as bad as they are in other parts of the world. We, we don't understand. And really, that's wrong, because in a sense, if you believe in God's view of who we are, we're all the same in his sight. Americans aren't better than people around the world. We just have been blessed. We've been given a gift to live that's in right. a nation where people have values about freedom and so on and so forth. And, and those um, values and all those kinds of things, we have to be vigilant. We have not been vigilant. We've taken our eye off the ball. Evil has come in on a level none of us could have dreamt. Let's be honest. Yeah. Transgender yeah. lunacy, drag queen story hour for little children, open borders with millions of people flooding across our borders. We have no idea yep. who is coming in. Oh yeah, there's some nice families, but what about, you know, who's sneaking in between the families? I mean, it's unbelievable. E- even if it was even if it was 1%, right, uh, of the 10 million. You, you need one you're, you're, terrorist. Yeah. You need one yeah. uh, communist Chinese actor, soldier. I mean, right. this is mind blowing right what and one percent's a hundred grand hundred thousand right there let alone yeah i mean i guess that's the point is that you've got you've got um a nation uh falling apart most people see it and i want to say listen the answer is god the answer is the church the lord deputizes his church to be his voice to be his hands to be his feet when the church is not active when the church is not vocal when the church says oh we're just going to do church that is way out of line. That's not biblical. And we have, many American churches have drifted into that place. They say, well, I don't want to be accused of being a Christian nationalist. Um, do you want to be accused of turning uh, a deaf ear to God's voice? Yeah. That's a little bit worse than being called a Christian nationalist. Christian nationalism is just a term used to silence the voice of God, to silence yep. his people. And, yep. and a lot of churches are so thin-skinned, they're so concerned with what people think th- that they are uh, absolutely silenced when somebody calls them, oh, you're a racist, you're a transphobe, you're whatever you think, come on, I'm supposed right. to be faithful to God. And and the parallels of the German church, that's what's so chilling to me, is how many people don't see it, how many people are going to churches right now that are no different than good German churches that were just doing church uh, and avoiding what was right in front of them, saying, that's not yeah. my job, we're just going to stick in our theological lane. Bonhoeffer said that the... the the church is supposed to be the conscience of the state. We That's have right. no excuse in the church. We believe Jesus defeated death. We should be absolutely all out courageous in the battle against evil. And there, there are many people, as I say, going to churches that are, they've just said, you know what, we're going to be uh, neutral yeah. on this. We're going to be on the yeah. fence. We're going to see how the, which way the wind blows. And I'm thinking... The, the the devil owns the fence. If he can keep oh, loves you on it. that fence, loves it. You are, you are his well, you, kind of church. If you, you said silenced, you said silenced. That 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 is uh, of all the things that that stuck out to me from your original book, Bond Offer. However many years ago that was, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. I never forget it, man. I was literally listening to your book. Okay, while I was out mowing, I have to admit I, w- I was sitting on a tractor, but I was listening to your book, and I mean, my world just stopped. That was so powerful to me, and that was such a wake up call. I don't. When, when did you do that one? Fifteen years ago? 20, how long has yeah, that been? Book, uh, the book came out in 2010, which stunningly is suddenly 14 years ago, which is 14 insane. years yeah. ago. So, yeah, that's, silence that's, in the face of yeah. evil is evil itself. You drove that home in the book, and that is the church right now, or so many in the church. It is, but, and you know, it's. It, I, I don't think Bonhoeffer actually said that it's attributed to him, so you know, ah, people can okay. attribute it to me. I don't care. The point yeah. is, it's true. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. You say, yeah. the German church said, and many Christians say today, you know what, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to preach the gospel. Well, you're being silent in the face of evil. The Lord calls you to take a stand because the scripture commands us to love our neighbors. If you love your neighbor, right, you you won't just preach the gospel. You'll speak against the lies and the wickedness, corruption. That is the gospel. Man, that is the gospel. It's not well, just the salvation message. It is all, what you're the saying, whole the whole gospel. Yeah. it down so that they don't yeah. have to get in, in, in that's controversial right. stuff. And I think to myself, since when is truth uh, uncontroversial? I mean, you're that's talking right. about if, listen, there were churches. Quick break, folks. Stay with me. We're listening to Eric Metaxas, where he joined me in the tavern, talking about the revolutionary strategies and tactics to save a nation and uh no we're drinking like water and coffee in the tavern in case anybody was still wondering <laughs> stick with us we'll be right back on wall builders have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in america we're looking around for leaders of principle to step up and too often no one is there God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders, 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. Welcome back to Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. We're in the middle of an interview with Eric Metaxas, where he joined me in the tavern. You can get the full interview and the full episode over at patriotacademy.tv or at Warrior Poet Society Network. Let's jump right back in with Eric Metaxas in the tavern. Listen, there were churches, um, you know, in the 1850s that basically said, we don't want to be controversial. We don't want to be political. We're not going to take a stand on the slavery issue. Now, can you imagine what that does to God's heart? That my people do not see that this is an abomination. These people treating other people this way, that they're not taking a stand. Now, many Christians took a brave stand uh, on the slavery issue. But many Christians said, I don't want to get involved. We just want to do church. Which is to say, we don't care at all about the people suffering in that system. We don't care. Just like many churches said, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to stick my neck out for some Jews. I'm just going to do church. Hmm. And You've got Christians today effectively doing the same thing. They don't realize it. That's why I wrote the book and we put out the movie to make them understand, like, do you understand what your silence and your inaction is basically throwing those people under the bus? There are tons of families struggling with the transgender lunacy, trying to think, how do I raise my kids? What is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. How do I deal with a corrupt government where the government is lying, where the government is is putting out disinformation? And when I speak the truth, they call it disinformation. They're silencing me. They are... Uh, persecuting people trying to get the truth out about vaccines, about voter fraud, about what's going on on the southern border. Everything that is true, you speak about it and you're told you shouldn't speak about it. The church should speak even louder when you're told not to speak. And so this is, uh, you know, as I say, a warning. I believe the Lord has allowed these horrible things to happen to wake up his people to say, you know how bad it's going to get? Here's a taste. Here's a little taste of, of this. Here's a taste of this. Here's a taste of this. And I think people are waking up. The question is, you know, people listening to this, are you going to a church that is still silent in the face 
of evil. I picture it actually, I think of the image of Gulliver being tied down by the Lilliputians, right? He was sleeping. Yeah. So it's like a picture of the church. He's sleeping and they're tying yeah. him down. If he wakes up, they're That's dead. Right. Oh, but yes. if they can keep yeah. him sleeping another couple of minutes, another couple of minutes, another couple of minutes, pretty soon they will have him tied down and he wakes up, it's game over. That is what Hitler did to the German church. He just kept them sleeping and basically said, no, don't take it easy. I'm pro-God. I'm not going to bother anybody. And he, and he kept enacting laws and doing things and doing, and then finally game over. When the church woke up, when many woke up, too late. Mm. You can do nothing because you didn't speak up in time. That is where we are right now. If you think you'll get to speak up in five years from now, you will not. What you have will be taken from you. If you think you can spend your money, use your voice, whatever it is, if you're not doing it now for God's purposes, it will be taken from you and you will not be able to do it in time. We're in that kind of a battle. We need to use everything we have. I'm curious if you see this the same way. You know, we talk about the cycle of tough times, you know, making tough men, tough men make good times, good times make soft men, soft men lead to tough times. Is it possible that the American system that, that, that we have the freedoms at our fingertips to interrupt that cycle and not have to go to totalitarianism, complete totalitarianism, or what Reagan called a thousand years of darkness. Yeah. If, like you said, we wake up and we are Gulliver and we and we rip off those chains right now, otherwise we can lose all of That's, those things that our Constitution guarantees. I have no doubt that if the, church, the window is closing and if we do not stand now, uh, millions of people are, are going to be tortured with guilt forever because they're going to see mm. that I could have said something. I did nothing. I had an opportunity. Now it's over. I have no opportunity. Mm. You know, if you are, if you think about it, I mean, there are people right now suffering for speaking out. There are people in the J6 Gulag, friends of mine who did absolutely nothing wrong. And you think this can't happen in America. The government can't be that wicked. We've come to a place where it's hard for us to process that this is happening in America. Yeah. Therefore, many of us look away. We can't yeah. bear it. And I'm here to say it is happening. And if you don't begin to wake up and do something about it, it's going to come for you. That's basically the way it works. So Bonhoeffer yeah. knew that the German church had a tiny window. And even by 1935, it was over. He knew that in 33, 34, they basically had an opportunity and the window was closing. He did everything he could. And the German church basically said, you know what? We don't believe you. We don't think it's going to go there. Mm. We're willing to let it ride. Let's see how it goes. We think it'll be okay. It was a nightmare, an wow. absolute nightmare. And I and I have to say, Rick, I, I believe we're in exactly the same place. I mean, if people will read my book, Letter to the American Church, or see the film, Letter to the American Church, they will, they will see that, um, you know, like as bad as it is, as hard, first of all, you have to see how horrible it is, but then you have to say, yeah. but wait a minute, why has God called me to look at this? Because he wants me to be part of the solution because he wants right. us not to cave in, not to lose our freedoms. So there's a joy on the other side of this is yeah. that we have an opportunity to right. share uh, our faith, to share our freedoms. Now, if we don't fight now, we won't have that opportunity. But I really That's believe right. that if we if we fight and pray now, uh, we will see revival. We will see reformation. We will see things that we haven't dreamt of. And so uh, that's what the next book is about, which is the sequel to Letter to the American Church called Religionless Christianity. Because when Bonhoeffer was thinking about this in Germany, it was over. Uh, and he was thinking, how did we miss it? And he says, we were just religious. We weren't really living out our faith. We were just playing church. Yeah. And what would have happened if we had been real Christians who had bravely courageously lived out our faith at a time when it was tough, what would have happened? 
And it would have been like Lincoln calls it a new birth of freedom. We, we could have experienced something really beautiful, but we missed it. And so that's, mm. that's part of, of why that's I good. say to people, if you're going to a church that is not in this battle, for the sake of your own soul, get out of that church. Find a church that understands this. Yeah, and the, and uh, man, so much that you just said that uh, so good. Uh, you, but the timing of what you just described in Germany, man, if that's not a wake up call, if he knew in thirty three, thirty four, our windows closing, and by thirty five it had closed, what does that say to us right now in America? It's, this it's window could bad. be because I've been saying like, uh, maybe we got five years, maybe we got ten years. It could literally be twenty four months. It could no, literally I'll be, be thirty six. I think this year, this is it. Wow. I think this is it. If we do not stand uh, and fight for what is right and good and true by yeah. the grace of God, uh, we could prevail. If we don't, I think it's game over. And that's why I, I feel like the Lord, I mean, listen, I don't say this kind of stuff lightly. I believe the Lord called me to write this book. I don't, right. I wouldn't say that. I would, you know, be struck by lightning if I would say something like that and it's not true. And I believe the Lord wanted this documentary film to be made. It was not my idea. I was speaking at a church in California, Rob McCoy's church, and two women that are Hollywood veterans who love yeah. Jesus. They said, we, this needs to be a documentary film. So they made the film. The film is fantastic. I had nothing to do with making the film. I mean, I'm the main voice of the film, but I didn't make the film. It is beautifully done. Uh, yeah. Interviews with a, with, a, with a ton of people that have a lot to say on this, from you know, starting with Charlie Kirk and Seth Gruber and Victor Marks and his wife Eileen Marks and uh, John Amanchukwu. I mean, everybody in their spheres kind of unpacking uh, yeah. this stuff. But it is... It is so beautifully done, and I, I don't know if I said it, I think I said it, but if you go to letterofthamericanchurch.com to the website, yeah, we are making this available free to any churches that want to do a free screening in their church. And I say, folks, please take us up on that. Please. It is free yeah. to churches. We want to get the message out to churches. And if your church is not interested in doing a free screening of this, I got to ask, why are you interested in going to that church? I don't get that. I honestly That's don't good. get that. Yeah, no, you're right. You 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 got to either change your pastor or change your pastor, right? It's it, one of those two has got to happen if your church is not doing this. Uh, I I view I you know I got I got to screen it and I did so with a, with a group of guys uh, in a Bible study group and man there was we were all just silent. I mean it was so powerful. Everybody was so moved and like you said these interviews with Eileen and Victor and and uh, John. I mean they're all so so good. It is so well done. It will wake people up and it will make them want to get involved. Uh, we're actually encouraging people to do biblical citizenship courses right after they view the the movie at their church, then turn around and do the eight-week course so that you give people opportunities I mean, to I get involved. I love the fact that you, when I heard about these biblical citizenship courses, I mean, you're living this out, and I know a lot of the people who listen to you, they were already on this page. The only thing I would say, though, folks, is if you're going to a church that's not on this page, why are you doing that? Why are yeah. you giving your tithe and your time That's right. Uh, yeah. church? that is turning a blind eye to evil. German churches did this. And trust me, they were not all wicked. They were good people who just said, you know what, we're gonna get, we're, we're gonna take a pass. We just wanna do yeah. church. Well, God doesn't give you a pass. They That's thought right. that they were in neutral ground. I said it before, they, they, they were on the fence saying like, we don't, want, we, don't need to, we don't need to choose. And I'm here to tell you that that's the devil's plan, that you would sit right on that fence Yep. Don't, you know, take a stand. Don't be bold because you're exactly where the devil wants you to be, you know, playing church instead of yep. being the church. And, and, and almost hoping that, you know, this stuff will just go away or that it's not happening. And you said this when we, we were together at, a, at an event last summer and you said, you know, I, I, uh, there were awful lot of a lot of Jews being hauled off on those trains that were hoping Christians would get more political because we keep hearing don't get political in the church. Yeah, can you imagine? You know, yeah. What if they had gotten more political? How many lives would have been saved? And right now for us, if it, it, who's going to be saying that five years from now? Sure wish the church had been more political or 
I'm so thankful that the church actually decided that there's nothing off limits. The Bible applies to everything. They became quote unquote political. In other words, they spoke truth into the culture and everybody benefit. Freedom was saved because the church spoke truth. That's what you're calling people to do. Stand up and speak truth. Live out your faith. Everywhere we look, um, let's just talk about globalism. Okay. Let's just talk about that's one issue. Globalism. What is globalism? Globalism is Marxist and evil. It is anti-God. If you have a one world government, okay, it is not going to have the values of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, the constitution. It's not going to have those values. It's going to have satanic values, the same values of the communist party of China right right now, which means if you disagree with the state, they will crush you. They will kill you. They'll put you in a prison camp. They will kill you and take your organs uh, and use your organs uh, for you know the highest bidder, those are the values. When you take God out, that's the value. Those are the values of globalists. So the cultural elites. That's that not a novel, folks. They're doing that in these countries, I mean, like China and other places. Yeah. In those countries, yeah. and the, and they're bringing it here. They try to use the COVID pandemic to bring it here to say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna cede our authority, our sovereignty to the WHO, to the World Health yep. Organization, because they know. The World Health Organization is, you know, run by China, run by globalists. It doesn't have the values uh, that we have had traditionally in America. It doesn't have the values of our constitution, the sanctity of the individual. So we're in a crisis point because we've drifted and drifted away from our roots and we're sitting ducks. And so you've got tons of people uh, open to this nonsense. And then the worst is you have churches that have opened their door to this, you know, woke doctrine, even just a little bit. But I'm here to talk to churches that maybe you haven't opened your door to the woke doctrine, but you're not speaking against it. You're not taking action against it. You're not vigilant in it. Uh, people who are going to a church like that, I'm begging you, get out of that church. Take your money out of that. It's God's money. Take it out of that church because we need everybody to be all in. The Lord is Amen. calling his church to be the church, a holy remnant right now for his purposes in history. This is not about America. This is about God's purposes in the world. Our friends, we're out of time for today. Uh, That's all we could share with you from the Tavern interview with Eric Metaxas. Make sure that you watch Letter to the American Church. It's incredible. You want to share that with everybody that you can and then get them to do a biblical citizenship in modern America course. Sure appreciate Eric joining me in the Tavern. Thank you for listening today to Wall Builders. And make sure you get the full interview with Eric and the full episode of the Tavern at patriotacademy.tv. That's patriotacademy.tv. Or you can get it over at Warrior Poet Society Network. And uh, make sure you learn more about Wall Builders by going to our website today at wallbuilders.com. Thanks so much for listening to Wall Builders.